man. <laughs> What's up, good people? We are back with another episode of that verbal cardio, man. We back again. I got my patron saints with me in the building, and you know, I got my co-host water in the in the Yeti in the Thor's hammer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, water is so good. Let me tell y'all how much water I drank yesterday. I had two liters just off the just off the rip. I had two liters, right? And then I drank another gallon on top of the two liters. So I had well over a gallon of water yesterday. It was just ridiculous. And I feel like I didn't even pee that much. I was peeing, but it wasn't like, you know. But I did have to pee a couple times when we were watching The Wire season one with my patron saints. You know, we finished season one of The Wire. I want to say we finished in what, a week? I feel like we knocked out the whole season one in a week, man. Uh, But let me tell you something. Shows like The Wire, whatever your favorite show may be. Patron Saints, what's your favorite show? The Wire is my favorite show. Let's say your favorite show is Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad. You know what I mean? Like, you know, whatever you're into. Scandal. Uh, Grey's Anatomy over here. You know what I mean? Whatever your favorite show is, your favorite show would not exist without water. I I did all that build up just to say that your favorite show, Elementary, would not be here. Lucy Lou would not exist without water. There's no Weebay. Without water, man. There's no there's no Charlie's Angels. There's no Kill Bill without water, man. So I want y'all to respect it, and I want y'all to take it in. Water is here for us to take in. And we live in a country where we have access to good, clean water, man. Don't, don't take that for granted. Don't take that for granted. The fact that you ain't got to go outside and filter the water yourself because if you don't, you got parasites all up and through that. If you live in a country or an area where you have access to clean water, man, don't take that for granted, man. Water is everything, okay? And I love it dearly. I love it dearly, man. Every day, man, I'm watered up. Watered up every single day, man. Like I said before, oh, I want to clear some things up from last episode. Y'all was saying in my Steve Harvey question reaction, y'all was saying that I was indeed saying what Steve was saying. But I feel like I wasn't, and I didn't have the full parameters of what what else Steve was saying. I didn't know he was saying, as a married man, you can't have a platonic relationship. I didn't know the ins and outs and the intricacies of what he was trying to convey. And then Sabrina was like, nah, you just said what Steve said. Just because I was saying, like, you know, um... When, you, when you're dealing with friendships with a group of people that you find attractive, right? That's like saying, you know, women that are attracted to women, right? They can have platonic friendships with other women, right? You know what I'm saying? Even though they may be attracted to women, they just aren't attracted to that particular woman that they consider a friend. That happens. 
So I believe that you can have a platonic relationship with men and women. I believe that there are examples of that, and I believe that that can definitely happen. You know what I mean? And I feel like we do a disservice if we say just because you find that other person attractive or not, you do a disservice to to the friendship. You can still find somebody, yo, she's pretty, but she's my friend. Like I wouldn't, you have people that wouldn't cross that line or they, they may not find you attractive. There are a lot of people that I consider attractive, but I'm not attracted to. If that makes any sense at all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you see people, but man, you a good looking individual. You know, I can see why people are attracted to you, but you yourself, you may not be attracted. And then y'all could be friends. Y'all can form a nice little friendship without all the extra stuff getting in the way. So that's what I was saying. I disagree with Steve on, you know, so that's what I was trying to convey in that little message. You know what I mean? So, and I, you know, I have female friends that I'm not attracted to like that. So, you know, there's that, there's that. Um, but let's go to the questions, man. I got I got co-hosts. My patron saints are, are, are like my new water is the main co-host of verbal cardio. We already know what it is. You see what's going on here, man. You lavish. But my patron saints, though, they the co-host. Tony Ant asks, what's on my shirt? Okay, so my shirt. My shirt is a play on the famous Wolverine issue number one from the 80s where he has his claws out, and with his other hand, he's like, come here. It's a play on that, but it's got the guy from the movie The Warriors, and he's saying, Warriors, come out to play. So that's what that is. So, you know, it's a play on the Wolverine classic comic book number one and the movie The Warriors. So I had to get this shirt. I'm a fan of the movie, and I'm a big fan of Wolverine and comic books, as y'all already know. So that's what the shirt is. You know what I'm saying? So Lorita, you keep saying you keep saying ghost. I don't know, I don't know what you're asking. Do 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 do. Another question we got up in here. Oh, that's what he's asking. Have you had any ghost experience? I think every project's in New York is haunted. Um, have I had any ghost experiences? Um, there was this one, there was this one instance, um, our house in New Mexico on Gary street. My mom still lives there now. Um, little three bedroom joint. You know what I'm saying? A little modest home, a little small, a little something, but it's, it's, it's home. You know what I mean? My bedroom was at the end of the hallway. So the, the way the house is set up, if you come in the front door, you're right smack dab in the living room. If you walk straight, you can bust a left. That first left is the hallway. The hallway, you go down the hallway, you got a closet to your left, the, the heater room to your right. Then you keep going. You got the bathroom to the right. You got a bedroom to the left. You got another bedroom to the right. And then you got another bedroom to the left. My room was the, the last bedroom on the left. At the end of that hallway is the linen closet, and there's nothing else. So you walk down the hallway, you hit the linen closet. You know what I'm saying? So boom, you walk down the hallway, you know what I'm saying? Look at who you came to see. You know what I'm saying? You pass the little the little closet, the little game game room closet. 
water heater, you pass the bathroom. Oh, somebody blew it up, man. But you keep walking. You walk past two bedrooms, and then you get to. So I was laying in my bed one night, and I saw somebody walk out of the linen closet. I saw a shadow of a person, the silhouette of a person, walk out of the linen closet. No door open. The, the linen closet door was not open. I looked up and saw a shadow come out of that linen closet. So I was like, huh, 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 okay, okay, I went back to sleep. I went back to sleep tough. I went back to sleep hard because I didn't want to deal with the reality of what I just saw. I was like, wait a minute. Who came out that linen closet? Who was in the linen? Not only were you in the linen closet, and this is not a linen closet you can hang out in. It's all shelf in this linen closet. Like you open it up, it's just shelf space. You can't stand in there and close the door. It's all shelf. Who who came out of the linen closet? Was it the washcloth in human form? Was it the medium-sized hand towel? Was it the full-body towel? Was it the extra sheets? I don't know. Did the towels and the sheets come together to form a humanoid form to walk out of the linen closet? Either way, I want to know who the hell came out of that linen closet. And what did they smell like? Did they smell like fresh linen? Did they smell like fabric softener that my mom uses? What you smelling like coming out of that young linen closet? And, and why was you in there? Why was you in the linen closet? I had all these questions, but I was like, you know what? I'm going back to sleep. I went to sleep so hard that I blocked that memory out of my periphery of memories. I, I was like, no. We're not doing this. I'm not having this in my memory banks. I'm going to go ahead and delete the file. I'm going to move the file to the recycle bin. So that that is probably my only actual, like, ghostly moment. And then I talked to my mom about it, and she said, look, you, let me read what she said, man. Because I feel like I, I touched on this before, uh, linen closet. So here, here we go. This is this is me and my mom from 2019. She said, hey, baby, so sorry I missed your call. All is well. I plan to tell you that the spirit you mentioned coming from the linen closet has always been here and continues to be. So, and I said, really? She's like, yep, yep, yepers. Carlton has even mentioned it. Of course, the cats are doing their uh, down-the-hall peeps from time to time. So I was like, what did Carlton say? He said that sometimes when he's in his room with the door partially open, he sees a shadow going past and down the hall. This has always been the same for me. So apparently there is a spirit in my mom's house right now. And, you know, we, we've all seen it. We've all experienced it. So, yo. So to answer your question, Slarita, yes. They, I, that's my ghost experience. And Sabrina has actually been to my mom's house. 
I'm not sure if she's, you know, saw the ghost in the the linen closet hallway spirit, but uh, me and my mom and my uncle apparently have. So uh, you have too, Sabrina. Sabrina. So apparently Sabrina experienced the spirit in the hallway. Sabrina, tell us about what you saw, because I, I never knew you saw anything. You never even told How are you not going to tell me that you experienced the spirit in the hallway? How is you not going to? Oh, thanks, uh, Moyo. How are you not going to tell me this? No, I mean, I've been to your mom. Oh, oh, false alarm, false alarm. She she meant that she's been to my mom's house. My bad, my bad, my bad. You know what I'm saying? I thought you saw something in that hallway. Did you see anything in the hallway? Okay, false alarm, false alarm, man. You know what I'm saying? And y'all know I love a good ghost story, man. Look out. Sabrina was uh, brought to my attention that people go ghost hunting in Teslas now because they have the thing on the screen where you can see people when they're near your car. So they, they do like a little computer-generated image, like if it's a person near your car, just pretty much for safety issues. That's why Tesla has that. But if you go to, you know, it was people going to a cemetery and the people were popping up on the on the TV screen image. Just like the little computer-generated person, but it was like people and they would flash in and then flash out. It'd be a person right there. And then the, I want to, now I'm like, man, I should have got a Tesla instead. Because we can ghost hunt with a Tesla. So I think Farron has a Tesla. So me and Sabrina can just borrow her car and just go ghost hunting. But you know how black folks be with ghost hunting. They be like, man, hey, don't, don't you have no spirits around my car. Don't you be ghost hunting in my car. You ain't going to bring them spirits back in my car. You know what I'm saying? But we, we definitely want to test it out, man. Let's go to another question, man. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? You know what I'm talking about? We talked about the shirt. Uh, yeah. Please remember to use the question mark. Thank you, Afro. Afro, best mod in hip-hop, man. Um, got a question from Kiyomi. Have you ever thought about being a mentor or is fatherhood your due diligence? Um, I've definitely thought about it, and it's been mentioned to me. Um. Uh, I would I think I would like it. You know, I think I I wouldn't mind being a mentor to, you know, the youth or even even another adult. Like uh, you know, I think I would enjoy that. I can't be a, like when I when I really start caring about people, I can't be a little intense like, you know, and you know, making sure that you're doing all you can and that you're striving for what you want to strive for, that you're working hard, that you're doing this that and the third. And, you know, sometimes I worry about that. Like, if I was coming from a mentor standpoint, would I scare people away with that? Um, but definitely, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I feel like I could be a decent mentor. And and the thing about mentoring is I consider myself a good student in terms of, you know, I like to learn new things. I don't like I don't like to act like I know it all. I have no problem saying, I don't know, teach me, or tell me more. Because some people, I was posting about this the other day. Some people are just, they always want to teach everybody. They always want to be in the teaching. They always want to put people on to this and, and teach people this and teach people that. But it doesn't seem like they're ever willing to learn 
some new things or they they don't want to admit that oh this is something i don't know about teach me or you know what i mean like uh tell me more fill me in give me more info i never knew that like you know i feel like the best teachers are those that humble themselves to take in new information like you know you don't learn as good when you got the ego in the way like yeah i already knew I already got it down, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I already knew that. I already knew. like you can never you can never give them new information cuz they already knew. You know, and I feel like um I feel like we do ourselves a disservice when we're not open to learning new things. And you know, I feel like good teachers are great students as well. So, you know, but everybody everybody want to be a teacher now, you know what I mean? Everybody want to be a teacher out here. Um, all right, let me let me let me go up. Let me find some more questions out here. But yeah, Kiyomi, I'll be down for that. I'll be down for that. Uh, let me scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Okay, let's go. Um. Let's go with. Oh, this is good. Shamir, you know, asks, are you going to get vaccinated? Um, I'm in no hurry to get vaccinated. Um, you know, that's the question of the hour, the question of the moment, the question of the year. Am I going to get vaccinated? I don't know. Like, uh, I feel like I'm waiting it out. Oh, Cam's got some. No. Okay. They talked about the vaccination. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. Of Did you get vaccinated? Yeah, I think I was second Okay, so Cam is vaccinated. And I'm on, I'm still on the fence. Sabrina says she's going to get vaccinated. No pressure, but I, well, I would recommend watching watching his two cents. Okay. Okay. But yeah, but I've definitely been like cuz I, I I haven't been vaccinated since I was a kid. And like, you know, um I was never one to get the flu shot. Um but I'm not opposed to it. I didn't, you know, it's going to come a point where it's going to be like, look, if you want to go here, you got to get vaccinated. It's like, all right, man, just give me the vaccination. But I'll just be, I'll just be, you know what I'm saying? They putting something inside me, so I'm just a little, you know, I'll be scared. And when they put something inside, I'll be like, man, what you putting in there, man? What you putting in the oven? Because I'm the oven, and they putting something in, inside me on the cookie sheet. You know what I mean? So... Yeah. Sabrina asks, would you rather be a flower or a bee? Oh. Huh. That's a good question. I think I would rather be... I don't know if I would want to be a part of the bee community. Because it depends on what kind of bee I am. You know, if I'm a male bee, let's say I'm still male, then I'd be a drone and I would never leave the hive. You know, drones are just there. They never leave a hive. All the bees that we see out in the community are female, and those are the pollinators. Um, 
So it seems kind of bees are dope, first of all, because the fact that they can go so far from home and know their way back is amazing. Like, you know, they, they, they leave the hive, they go pollinate, they out here in the community, they work in the flowers, they pollinating, and then they go back home. And it's like, yo, how do you know where home is? How are you finding that? So all the, all the little things that they can do is just absolutely phenomenal. But the risk involved in an everyday go pollinate, how many bees don't make it back from getting hit by, you know, oncoming traffic, getting stepped on, you know, the landscaping guy then chopped you in half with the weed whacker, spiders, you know, there's, they're, they're out there waiting for the bees to roll up and pollinate. You know, hornets, wasps, these lizards, all these, all these predators that are that are going after bees, it's like, man, it's a risky life. I feel like I'd be safer being a flower, depending on what kind of flower I am, because a lot of people take care of the flowers. You know what I'm saying? The landscape guy, hey, make sure you don't cut my my my. You know, I, I don't know what kind of my roses right here. Make sure you know these are taken care of right here. So I, I would feel safer as a flower, I guess. And then I would have the bees come over and lick me up and down, you know what I'm saying? Whatever they do, you know, dig through my through my collarbone and, you know, lick lick me up and down and then they just go on about their day. So yeah, man, cuz I'll be thinking about the life of a bee, man. It's tough. You know, cuz you don't know, you don't know when if you're making it back home. Then the queen be chilling inside the hive. And then the hive is probably hot in there. They be piled up, living on top of one another. I think I'm going to go with the flower. I think I'm going to go with the flower, man. Just thinking about the whole bee life. And it's just like, man, uh, will Cam get a mic? Naughty Life asks. Yeah, Cam is getting a mic. Next episode, Next episode Cam is going to be mic'd up. Finally, y'all. It's finally happening. We're getting it going. We're getting it cracking, y'all. Did y'all find a place yet? No, we have not. Uh, every every place that we look at that we like, as soon as we step out of the house, it's scooped up every time. I don't know how to get a new place. I told Sabrina last night, I was like, yo, I should just see what, see what my landlord, see what they already have available. You know, but I think they just do apartments, and I want a house, and I want a minimum of four bedrooms. I don't know if they have that. I'm going to ask. But I don't think they have that available because, you know, I feel like the only way to get something is, like, if I know the landlord personally and I got the inside scoop. Somebody said yesterday in the watch party, it was like, yo, you should just post and see if any landlords in the area are fans, and then you can go from there. And I was like, I thought about that. And I was like, that would be dope, only if they have the right spot, though, because I'm picky. I'm picky now. I don't want just anything. It's got to be the right location. It's got to be the right size, the right fit. So, you know, there's that. Because it could be like, man, I'm a huge fan. I got a spot in Rancho Cucamonga. I'm like, ah, that's kind of far. I need a broker. A renter? A rental broker? Yes. That's what I need. And I need that inside track get us in there fast. 
direct ties to the landlord so we can get up in there, man. Because I'm a good, I'm a, I'm actually a good tenant. Like, if you look at my rental track record, I'm good. Minimal complaints. I'll be paying my rent on time. You know, this is who I am. You know what I mean? So I'm sick of it, man. Sick of my apartment. Tired of it. So if y'all if y'all have moved recently, that's a blessing, man. Count your blessings. Count your blessings. Uh, M. Hollis said, when are you going to get hired on Nat Geo for narrations of the safari? This is a question I cannot answer. Uh, Hollis, I can't answer that one. That's up to Nat Geo. That's up to them, man. You know what I mean? I can't. I don't know. I would love to do it. You know, sign me up, cue it up, but that's out of my control. That is out of my hands. What else we got up in there? What else we got up in these question streets? Hold on, let me see. Optimus Prime versus the Hulk. Wow. Uh, I think the Hulk is winning that one simply because... The Hulk is just the strongest there is. Even though Optimus Prime is huge, I feel like he's still a machine. Because if you, if you think about it, when you really watch the Transformers and you really take it in, they're pretty destructible. They're hard to kill, though. They're hard to finally kill, but they be getting ripped to pieces all the time. They be getting shot, dying. Look at how many Autobots we have lost since the series began in movie form. Ironhide, Ratchet, Jazz. Jazz just got a, got ripped in half in the first one. Megatron, Starscream. Then in the in the cartoon movie, which is the real Transformers the movie, when when it came, I don't know why the Autobots were so easier to kill. Did y'all hear what Cam said? He said the reason why the Autobots were dying so easily is that they were killing off the old toy line to make room for the new. And that's why they didn't know Optimus Prime would be such a significant new guy because they just thought it was Yeah, they thought they thought they could just kill Prime and nobody would care. Nobody would care because we got the new toys coming out. We got the Rodimus Prime coming out. We got a new Prime. And the people were not having that. And so they brought Optimus Prime back in the next season. They had him as a ghost at first, and then they just officially brought him back. But let me tell y'all how it affected me in real time. That movie came, I was a fan of the Transformers cartoon, right? I was a fan. Watched it every day after school. That was my favorite cartoon, all right? Um, so Transformers, the movie, come to theaters. I missed it. I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters. It didn't really stay out long because it didn't really make a lot of money. It made like $5 million at the box office, okay? So it, it tanked at the box office. So I never got a chance to see it. And at this age, this is 85, I'm eight years old. I need you to take me to the movies. I can't go on my own steam. So movie comes out, the cartoon movie, y'all. Movie comes out. I have no idea what went on in the movie. I don't know what's going on. So in the fall, when the new season started, that's when they had all these new characters in the mix. And that's how I found out who died, who lived, what was what. 
And then and I remember I remember in uh one of the commercials for the movie, they said, Will Prime die in in the in the ads for the movie. It's like Will Prime. I was like, Will Prime, wait, will he die? What do you mean? And so when I saw the episode one of the new season, that's when I found out who died. Um Ratchet, Ironhide, Prowl, um, Braun, and Optimus Prime. Because uh, Spike's son, whatever Spike's son's name, he was like in this little cemetery or whatever. And I was like, yo, they died? And I was just like, oh, man, come on. So I never found out how it went down because I still didn't see the movie. So... At my at that time, my favorite Transformer was Jazz, and I was happy to see that Jazz actually survived in that episode. But they, I could tell, the voice of Jazz in the cartoon was Scatman Carruthers. He was in the movie The Shining. He played Halloran. Uh, I think he passed away. Um, I don't know if he passed away, but I feel like they didn't really give Jazz a lot of play in the new season. But I was happy to know that he survived. So then when I finally got around to watching Transformers the movie, I remember I was at my brother's girlfriend's house at the time, and we went to the we went to the video store, and we were picking out movies. I was like, yo, can we get Transformers the movie? I've been waiting to see this. So I finally see it. I couldn't wait to see it. I thought the animation was just superb. You know, the music, the soundtrack is just legendary at this point. You got the touch, you know. It's legendary at this point. So to see it all unfold, and then when Prime died, I was I was goddamn. If it wasn't, if there weren't girls there my age, I would have cried for sure. But I had, to, I had to stand firm. I couldn't be crying out here, man. I can't be looking soft. When Prime died, though, that scene is tough, even to this day. And that movie is still good even to this day, especially the first half of the movie with the old auto. But anyway, in that movie, Prime died. Ratchet died easy. Iron, him and Ironhide just got shot to pieces. Prowl got shot up. Braun got hit one time in his little robot heart. He died. I was just like, wait, why are they dying so easy now? And we, we all know it's because they want to make new toys. Now, the Decepticons, on the other hand, Decepticons, none of them really died in the movie because they got beat up so bad that they changed them into something else within the movie. It was like when they when they kicked them all out of uh, Astro Train, they kicked the beat down Megatron, uh, uh, not Soundwave. Soundwave was still intact. Soundwave survived, but it was like Megatron, uh, Thundercracker. Not not Starscream. Starscream survived at that point because he was one of the ones that said, let's kick out Megatron. He's weak. And the Insecticons got kicked out. So when they got kicked out, Unicron was there and was like, yo, man, if you serve me, I'll, I'll refinance your whole shit and turn you into something else. You'll just have to look for planets for me. Basically, to become a herald of Unicron, just like how Galactus uses heralds like Silver Surfer and all those to find me my planets. I'm going to give you these powers and abilities. So he turned Megatron. Megatron wasn't no punk. He was like, man, I answered to nobody, this, that, and the third. We was just like, all right, well, then I'll kill you right here now. And he was like, no, no, I'll be your little servant. So he turned him into Galvatron. 
He turned uh, Thundercracker and them into like Cyclonus. And then he had Scourge. So they had a whole new crew. So those Decepticons never really died. The only Decepticon that truly died in that movie was Starscream. When Starscream tried to get the crown, Galvatron rolled up and was like, nah, bruh, and killed him. But then Starscream came back in the regular series as a spirit. And how, how are these robots having spirit? So I said all that to say this. Based on the weaknesses that the Transformers have, I feel like the Hulk would defeat Optimus Prime because I've seen Optimus Prime get killed too many times already. Even in the movie movies with the Michael Bays, he died and came back a couple times. Now, he'll come back, but the Hulk will just rip him to shreds, man. That was that was a long, you know, answer, but you you felt it. Jerome asks, what albums were you hyped about, but you were disappointed when you heard it? Oh, okay. Uh, great question. I was disappointed in the Proz solo album, Proz from the Fugees. His album was a major disappointment. I was excited. I was supporting all things Fuji. And at that time, Fuji's The Score ripped everything to shreds. Wyclef's solo album, The Carnival, was incredible. And then we all know Lauren Hill's, the miseducation of Lauren Hill was just phenomenal. But, and I want to say the prize album came out before Lauren Hill's album. And that prize album was Skip City, Skippy Peanut Butter, Skip to My Lou, Skip Bayless. That album really disappointed me, man. Uh, what else was I hype about but was disappointed in? Uh, I was disappointed in Nostradamus, I guess. Uh, Nas's fourth album. I really didn't rotate it like that. And when I finally got around to, to Peeping Game, I was like, hmm. You know, I was disappointed in Most Def's third album. I think it was The New Danger. No, not The New Danger. That was the second one. Um... His third album, The Ecstatic, I think. And then even his True Magic album, I was just like, mm, not really. Uh, what else was I disappointed in? Um, I'm trying to think of albums that I was actually hyped about. And then, oh, Wu-Tang Clan's Eight Diagrams. I think I was majorly disappointed in that joint. I was disappointed in that one. Uh, what else was I hyped about? Um, yeah, most dev let me down a couple times, man. I was just like, damn it. Uh, what else was I super hyped about? But it was a disappointment. That Magna Carta Jay-Z album was kind of a disappointment overall. Um, but I can't say I was hyped about the album, but... It was kind of a disappointment. Um, what else? I'm trying to really think about, man, I can't wait. And then they just be like, uh, this? Prize was a big disappointment, though. That was a big, glaring disappointment. Yeah, I didn't like the Blueprint 2, The Gift and the Curse. I didn't like the Magna Carta. Kingdom Come was pretty disappointing. Kingdom Come. Overall, was disappointing by Jay-Z. I was hyped about that one. Um, oh, Kendrick's damn album was damn good. That was a good album. I was not disappointed in that one. 
No, sir. No, sir. That was not a disappointment in there. I don't think I like J. Cole's For Your Eyes Only the way I wanted to. I don't think I like that album the way I wanted to like it. It was cool, but I, I didn't really come back to it. And I was excited about that album. I was like, yes, because it was after Forest Hills Drive. So it was just like, yes. I've never been hyped about a Kid Cudi album. So I can't I can't really say Kid Cudi. Um, I don't know. I just, it's, it's too much skipping going on in the Magna Carta album. I did a lot of skipping on that album. So if I do a lot of skips with certain artists, if I do a lot of skipping, then it then then it's a disappointment. Like you know, you only get a few skips. You know what I mean? So there's that. Uh, what else was I disappointed by? That's really all I can think of in the moment. I'm sure if I sat and really took it in. Oh Jesus, I hated that album. I hated the Yeezus album, but I I wasn't hyped about it at the time. But I hate the Yeezus record. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, What else? Do you ever think you will uh, ever see Black Panther versus Wolverine in the MCU like we saw in the comics? Maybe. Maybe. Um, Because, you know, Marvel has the rights to X-Men now. I think Black Panther is going to continue on in some form or fashion. So I think we can definitely get a a Wolverine Black Panther face off at some point in time. You know the heroes always got to fight each other. That's just a comic book staple that they always have to continue cuz it's exciting. We want to know we want to see how our heroes face off against one another and then they team up. They always team up. But I think I can't officially say whether it's going to happen, but I think it, it it can, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it does. I'll just say that. I'll just say that. Since it's May the 4th, Sister Girl on Films. Shout out to Sister Girl on Films because in the movie night, she had the quote of the century, man. You can tell by his turtlenecks he is not for the streets. That was just scripture. Anyway, since it's May the 4th, what is the worst Star Wars movie to you? Star Wars. Now I can tell you movies that have disappointed me more than the than the actual albums. Uh, the worst Star Wars movie. I might have to go with the Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Uh, because really the best part of that movie was the face off with Darth Maul. But you know the little baby Anakin Skywalker. Nah, uh, Attack of the Clones. Uh, Attack of the Clones had good action scenes. So I was like, all right. Attack of the Clones was very boring and very flat up until, but it had action. I like Revenge of the Sith. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, The Phantom Menace. I think that's the worst one uh, for me personally. Phantom Menace just didn't didn't really bring it forth like that. Um, but I, I would put that at the bottom of the pile. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna go. With that that's my answer on that one. 
which Marvel movie disappointed me the most by M. Hollis? Uh, I was disappointed in Iron Man 3 was a disappointment. It was a letdown. That little bait and switch letdown in Iron Man 3 pissed me off. I was disappointed in Iron Man 3. I was disappointed in uh, Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. I was uh, disappointed. Oh, big disappointed in Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3 was a huge disappointment. Because I'm like, yo, we getting Venom and the Sandman? Huge disappointment. Huge disappointment on uh, Spider-Man 3. Um, what else was I disappointed in? The the Hulk with Eric Banner. I was disappointed in that. At the time that I first saw, I was just happy to see the Hulk on screen. So I was, I was making myself like it more than I did. But that shit was a disappointment for sure. That shit was a disappointment. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, X-Men. First of all, Wolverine Origins, major disappointment. Uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, I didn't expect much, but it was garbage. Garb. Garbage. Um, X-Men X3, The Last Stand was pretty disappointing. It had some moments in there, but the way they did the story, it was a disappointment. Man, let's be real. X, X3 was a disappointment. Uh, Electra, even though I was never hyped to see it, that, that wasn't good. That wasn't good. Um, Blade 3, Disappointment City, because the first two was so good. Blade Trinity was a, was a disappointment. Captain America, the first Avenger, was a disappointment. Even though when I go back, it's decent, it's all right, it's solid. Captain America, the first Avenger is solid, but it was just the action choreography just wasn't up to par. The storyline and developing the characters, okay, taking us to that world, that was solid. But just the the execution of how badass Captain America can be and is was not captured in that movie. So that's why I say it was a disappointment. Uh, The Fantastic Four reboot. Major garbage. Hot. Hot, steamy. Trash. Trash. Um, and I think that might be it on the Marvel on the Marvel disappointments. Um, especially especially MCU, like, you know. The the first two Thor movies were kind of meh, but they weren't trash. It's like what more could you do? Yeah, they needed, to, they needed to get it done. They had to get it done. They had to get Thor out here, so it wasn't trash, but it was just like, but once Thor three came out, you was like, man, those other two Thors. That's when you realized, yeah, damn. You know what I mean? And the final question of the day from Shamir: What's the best? Marvel trio, Captain America. I assume you mean the best trilogy? So we got Thor, we got Iron Man, we got Captain America. 
We got the Avengers. The Avengers actually has four. Oh, well, if we throw in the Avengers in there, then no, hold on. Let's let's really dissect this real quick. So the first Avengers was great. First Avengers was like, oh, they got it right. It started out a little shaky, but then it got super strong, and it was just like it was comic book magic put to film. I felt like I was actually watching an actual comic book in real time. It was amazing. Avengers uh, Age of Ultron wasn't as good as the first Avengers, but when you go back and rewatch it, Age of Ultron is pretty dope. Um, then you got the Infinity War, and it was just, Infinity War was just serious. It was all business. It was fast-paced. It was five, six, seven, eight, and then boom, it was done. Hell of an ending. Action-packed. Dope villain. What more could you ask for in Infinity War? And then Endgame was just like, man. So I, I, I might have to go with the Avengers as the, even though it's four. Of them, but technically, the Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame is one movie. It's just a long ass movie. So that's the three right there. Because in second place would be Captain America. Because Captain America, Winter Soldier. And Civil War are dynamite. Captain America Winter Soldier is probably my favorite MCU movie. Um, and Civil War is in the top five as well. So Captain America has two top five MCU movies. That's why I was about to say Captain America initially, and then I thought about the Avengers. Iron Man 1 was clearly the best of the three. Part 2 was just cool. Part 3... I was disappointed in, and then Thor 1 and 2 was just like, eh, yeah, and then Thor 3 was powerful, and then everybody else has just two, I guess we'll get the third one from Guardians coming up, we'll get the third one from Ant-Man, and then we'll get the second one from Black Panther coming up, and we get the second one from Doctor Strange coming up. Oh, 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 Spider-Man has trilogies, so, oh, yeah. Because the, cause the new, the Tom Holland, he's getting his third one. And then Andrew Garfield only had two. And then the old, oh, the initial Spider-Man trilogy with uh, Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire. That, that Spider-Man 3 messed it up. First Spider-Man was dope. Green Goblin. Second Spider-Man is my favorite Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2, Dr. Octopus. That's the best one. But then Spider-Man 3 was huge. But the first half of Spider-Man 3 was dope. They just tried to get, it was that era when they tried to do too much in those third movies. X-Men, same thing. Yep. Spider-Man 3, same thing, where they tried to put too many people in there. Yep. Cam say it's too many people. They always try to cram everybody in because it's the third one. Let's raise the stakes. You don't have to do that all the time. So they introduced Eddie Brock, Gwen Stacy, and Sam. Yes. Three new introductions piled in, and then we're still dealing with Harry Osborn. And so it's just like, but that first half when we were like, the formation of Sandman, incredible scene. The fight uh, Spider-Man had with uh, Harry as Green Goblin, dope. But then once, once he started acting as bad Peter Parker, that shit was absolute garbage. And then... 
When Venom was formed, garbage. They that oh my God! No, no disrespect to Topher Grace. He's a. He, I like him as an actor. I loved him in that '70s show. I like him, but for that role, trash casting. Trash. Oh, the dancing Peter Parker was doing, garbage. Anyway, y'all, uh, I got to get out of here. 54 minutes in. Verbal cardio is now longer. Uh, tomorrow, uh, well, for you listeners, I'll, t- I'll tell the patron saints once I cut this off. But uh, don't forget to, uh, if you're listening to Verbal Cardio, don't forget to comment, share, like, uh, get in on it. I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, appreciate you guys for tuning in, my patron saints. Thank you for the questions and the dialogue and all that good stuff. You guys will be my uh, second co-host now. So that's how we're doing it here on Verbal Cardio from henceforth. Uh, henceforth. Um, remember, you can ask me whatever. And uh, if it's a good question, we're going to tackle it on the show. Um, thank you so much. Uh, don't forget to drink more water. Um, I, I'm going to have my first guest on Verbal Cardio real soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, don't, don't forget to pull up, get the views in, get the likes up. Get the comments flowing. Get the get the interaction flowing on verbal cardio so YouTube can push it up into the you know into the forefront and all that good stuff and we can keep that going. Um definitely appreciate y'all. There's 70 plus people in here on the live and the YouTube watching verbal cardio. Appreciate you guys. Um anyway, uh drink more water tonight. Have a great dinner. Have a great uh rest of your day. I appreciate y'all, man. And until next time. We will tune in to another session of that verbal cardio.